What's up, Overcomers? Welcome to another episode of the Overcoming You Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Canuti. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Onnit. Onnit is a health and fitness juggernaut dedicated to delivering total human optimization to its vast customer base of athletes, thinkers, fitness gurus, and entrepreneurs. Through a wide array of products and supplements, Onnit combines cutting-edge science earth-grown nutrients, and time-tested strategies to help people reach peak performance. Whether you are climbing mountains or biking down them, building businesses or closing cells, chasing PRs in the weight room, or running a marathon, Onnit is the brand you want in your back pocket. As one of the fastest-growing health and fitness companies in the world, Onnit refuses to bring anything but the very best to market, whether it be their energy bars, protein shakes, creatine, or their flagship products, Shroom Tech and Alpha Brain. On its diverse line of products and supplements are backed by science and research. And you can save up to 10% by visiting onit.com slash O-C-Y. Use that code O-C-Y and save up to 10% by visiting onit.com slash O-C-Y. That's O-N-N-I-T.com slash O-C-Y, onnit.com slash O-C-Y. This episode is also brought to you by The Tough Mudder, and in this case, The Toughest Mudder. You've probably seen that I am currently training for The Toughest Mudder. The Toughest Mudder, Mudder is a 12-hour nonstop race. A fully loaded Toughest Mudder is coming to the LA area in 2020 with 12 hours of overnight action. You can do it singly or two- and four-person team relay format options, age group categories, and incredible new awards and prizes to all. The Toughest Mudder is one of the greatest obstacle courses in the land. The reason why I'm doing this Toughest Mudder is for a multitude of reasons, but one of the reasons is I want to prove to myself, I want to go past my limitations and what brain science and neurology is actually starting to understand is that the brain is actually a lot more like a muscle, has a lot of muscle characteristics in the fact that if you think and do things in a certain way, your brain will get calloused and harnessed and stronger in that way. I.e., if you do things and quit or if you do things and don't follow through or if you think negative thoughts or think that you're a failure or think that you can't do it or – don't put your pride and ego on the shelf when you're dealing with a loved one or or in business and you just don't overcome and push through that, then it will callous and become negative in that way. The same is with the antithesis is if you do things in a positive way and you push through and you overcome each time you do that, it's like a mental rep and you get stronger and stronger. Every time I take a cold shower in the morning when I don't want to because it's 4.30 in the morning, it's freaking cold. It's a mental rep. I'm pushing through. Each time you go to the gym when you don't feel like it, that's a mental rep. You're pushing through. Each time you finish that project late into the night when you don't want to do that, that's a mental rep and pushing through. And so the more times you can do this in all areas of your life, the stronger and more positive your mind will become. So I'm super excited and super happy to be doing the race, but also to have them as a sponsor of the podcast. My guests today are two of my really good friends and have vastly become better, better, and closer and closer friends because I see them quite often. And that is my Muay Thai coach, Pat, and the strength and conditioning coach, Jake, 
share a gym in the same facility. And between the two of them, they have had thousands and thousands and thousands of people. They've coached, mentored, overseen, helped. They coach and mentor um, professional MMA fighters, you know, wrestling teams, and everything in between. And they just have so much knowledge and so much great tips and tricks on how to finally follow through on your New Year's resolution. As this episode comes out, you know, we've already passed January 17th, which is COIN, National Ditch Your Resolutions Day. So I know that some of you that said, hey, I'm going to get in shape, I've already quit. So hopefully you'll listen to this, listen to Pat, listen to Jake, listen to their tips, listen to their tricks, listen to their passion, and hopefully they will help you overcome and get up and go to the gym and hopefully feel better about yourself. So please welcome my good friends, Pat and Jake. You know, when I first got into the training world, it was because I needed to be in shape and make a paycheck. (laughs) Right. But I quickly found out that the effect that you get to have in people's lives and that systemic effect to their spouse and their kids and their grandparents and everybody is worth so much more than, than you could ever get paid. For sure. It's really my favorite part of the job. Okay, we are finally going to put this to fucking rest. I have two of my coaches. One guy owns the gym. The other guy owns the Muay Thai gym. My coach, um, semi-coach adjacent, we're going to put this to final rest. How in the fuck do we keep our New Year's resolutions? Between the two of you, we're talking tens of thousands of people you guys have coached, mentored, all that type of stuff. So give a little bit of background just for the folks that don't know. You are returning. So you, champion. Let's not go that far. Oh. Let's, not, let's not go that far. <laughs> if this so, was Jeopardy, I'd be returning we champion. Him, we can give him the title. I'd be returning champion. Right. After Jeopardy. today, we'll see. Okay. You're Alex Trebek. You get to be Alex Trebek. That, what? Because I know how to read? No, because uh, if I'm the Jeopardy returning champion, oh, okay. you'd, be Alex, you'd be the Alex Trebek of the show. Okay. So for the people, give a little bit of background. Who are you? What have you done? All that type of stuff. You, Jim. Let, let everybody know. Yeah, um, uh, my fitness background is very broad. I started, at, uh, like a lot of us, at uh, the Globo Gym's 24-Hour Fitness. <coughs> and I, uh, I managed there and ran a team for a lot of years and uh, finally ended up getting into the strength and conditioning world. Uh, many years later, started doing CrossFit. You know, fast forward now, we're uh, you know, 14 years later. I would call myself the grandpa CrossFitter, but I've, mm-hmm. I've really done everything since then. I've used CrossFit as a platform to, to stay in shape, to do everything from uh, mud runs and jiu-jitsu competitions and uh, Ragnar ra- relay races and yeah. you know, just all, all sorts of stuff. Uh, what I like to say is that I have fitness ADD, <laughs> and my programming is kind of a reflection of that. Yeah. I'm kind of all over the map. I've um, gone to school for nutrition, um, kind of name it in the fitness world, and I've about done it. Yeah. Yoga. All right, and then just to remind all the listeners, Patrick, hit us. I'm uh, I'm uh, Josh's Muay Thai coach. Uh, I actually have the – I think it's the exact opposite background of Jake. <laughs> I don't have fitness ADD. I just stuck to one thing. Yeah. I mean, I've done I've done a broad spectrum of things, but for the most part, it's it's been boxing, martial arts, that kind of thing, um, lifting weights, uh, but I just kind of stayed through. Like, I, I, I met Jake through jiu-jitsu, and I started training with him uh different crossfit workouts different kinds of what i mean whatever he's thrown at me it's yeah. been a plethora of things but yeah I, I usually i'm i'm different i find one place or one thing and i like to stick to it 
Right. I'm not one of the I like like him. He's like he'll go do a triathlon. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. You know, I'm just gonna do one thing. So I've been doing it. <clears throat> uh, I've been boxing since I was ten. I've been doing Muay Thai now for about twelve years. Uh, I've been uh, coaching uh, Muay Thai boxing for roughly seven or eight years now. And uh, yeah, that's that's my background. And you've been training how many people? Probably hundreds of people. Hundred, yeah, I'd say somewhere hundred, in there. Yeah, hundreds, hundreds, and close to a thousand, maybe. You've know. trained probably thousands of people. I mean, your gym's always packed with people, so you got thirty. Yeah, I'd say at in a, a group setting, it's it probably thousands of people. Yeah. I, but when I before I started the gym, I worked for someone else's gym, and I started uh, Sh- Shamba as the brand. We started as a nutrition company, and so I would. Oh, I, I didn't know I, that. Yeah, I had just a desk. Oh, cool. A desk, and I'd sit like this back and forth, and I just person after person. I would. I was basically like a therapist. Okay. I would hold people's hand. What I found is that most people kind of have a good idea of what to do. They just need a little bit of uh, discipline, kind of uh, their hand held through the process. Right. And so that's that's exactly why I wanted to have you two on here because you've seen all the people <coughs> start coming to the gym and then they, they say, hey, just like you said the other day when I was at, at the gym, the guy will remain nameless. He's like, hey, I'm going to be here every single day, every single day this week, and then they never come. You've seen the same thing January 1st or j- that first week in January, you're freaking um, – gym's just packed full of people and then slowly as we get through and actually as we record this is the 15th and january 17th is actually coined national ditch resolutions Day. oh i've already seen a drop off have you already seen I, already. I, we so were, we were talking okay. about it this morning so tell, talk me through that so i saw the first week because i came the first week it was like i think maybe the second january 2nd and your place was freaking packed just packed 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 and now it's like I said, it's the fifteenth, and not so many people. Last time I was there, it's back to the regulars. I think, like, is it? The, just the people that are always steady, like those people. I think always take off the first two weeks of January and just yeah. like, because they're like, well, the gym's gonna be super crowded, and then I do, yeah, and then they just filter back in and just keep going. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let let's let's get down to it. So I want to figure out from your perspective, out of all the hundreds and thousands of people that you've talked to and that you coach. What is the difference between the people that actually stick through it, and what are the what's the difference of the people that actually end up quitting that are, or that are already quit? So it, let's start it's with simple. The people that stick through it, are, it's their lifestyle. The people that 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 try to struggle through and they they put on, put it off the last couple of months of the year. Okay, I'm going to wait till the first and I'm going to make these big changes. They don't make those big changes. It, yeah, it's, it's the people who do it all throughout the year. You know, if if you if you want to start something, I say start it right away. Yeah, that's a that's one thing with the resolutions. I get this thing a lot where people go, oh, I don't do resolutions. Yeah, okay, you can kind of be progressive, but you do have a plan. You do have a goal or something, but it's the people that negotiate with themselves and go, oh, I'll do that tomorrow or I'll do that the next day. Like I was listening to a interview with Kobe Bryant and he was like, I do not negotiate with myself. When I say I get up, I get up. I do not hit the snooze button. When I say I'm going to make a thousand shots, I do not make 997. Go, oh, that's good enough. I make a thousand. Do not negotiate. But I want to know because the average individual has not had as many fights, has not coached (coughs) as many people. The average person like you don't run uh, triathlons. So from an individual, I so I'm sitting there on the couch. I just got finished eating a pizza on Netflix, and I go, you know what? Enough's enough. I want to start getting physically fit what's the first thing that you tell them to do that's the key right there what's they ha- the key? They, ha- they have to want to do it because it's it, but everybody wants to do it that's the thing i think everybody wants to do it but first and foremost you got to be you got to be real with yourself and you got to go okay i want to do this and then the second thing is you're gonna have to kind of make a plan to do it 
you can't just go in there and be like, oh, I'm just going to go start eating healthy and start exercising. I think you got to take baby steps. I don't think you can just yeah. dive head deep into it. Absolutely. You got to start moving. Yeah. I think the first thing to do is to start moving. You know, a, a lot of people want to start their New Year's resolution, you know, or, you know, fir- first of the year. Right. I'd, I'd recommend in, in really doing it maybe the third week. You know, just start moving the first week and if, yeah. that, if that's where you need to start, you know, but don't put too much on your plate. Yeah. Set yourself up for a failure that way. That's one thing that I talked about before in a d- another podcast is like a lot of times with the news <clears throat> resolutions, you get people go to the gym once a week, maybe. And then they go, all right, enough's enough. I am done. I'm going four times, uh, four times a week. That's a 400% increase in effort. Right. So how do you, I want to walk through, I want to take an individual and I want to walk through what you're going to do, whether it be Muay Thai, whether it be, um, kind of CrossFit or strength training. So you, you have to start small. You have to make you have to make the decision. Everybody, I think, has that decision, but few people go from starting small. So, what's the first Simple. starting small? I, I say my first thing is start moving three days a week. I'm going to exercise three days a week. If that means you're going to go to the gym, great. If that means you're going to set a clock and run for ten minutes one way and run for you know ten minutes back or how, whatever it is, just set a goal to move three times a week. That would be the first thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then what, what do you, what would you say the the next day? How do you, I just don't understand why, because that's a simple, simplistic goal, but Super nobody easy. stays with it. Why? I just don't understand that. I, I, and, and I'm, and I'm guilty of it too. Discipline. I'm guilty of it too. Discipline. Coming, how, how do you build that? Coming from a, a, a boxing Muay Thai background, I, I think it's, I think what you people need to do, and I don't think a lot of people do this. I know the reason that I started training with Jake was because he actually did this with me is Go to a professional, whoever that is, a, a, a coach, a trainer, uh, whatever, and get an assessment because you're not going to go in there and you're going to you're not going to be doing the stuff that the guys that are at the gym, you know, year round are going to be doing. Yeah. You need to go in there and you got to learn. You got to learn the movements first. You got to learn how to squat. You got to learn how to do a proper push up, how to do this stuff. So I would go in there and I would I would hit up a coach and I'd be like, look, I need a I need a fitness assessment. I need to get I need to see where my level is. If I'm coming off of nothing, I'm coming off of being a couch potato. Mm-hmm. My fitness assessment's gonna be very very low. Right. You know. Uh. Or you know maybe I do I don't go to a gym, but maybe I run every day. So I have you know I'm not completely out of shape, but I have a good amount of cardio or this or that whatever. I'd say get an assessment and start from there and see where your level's at, and then work out to your level and build upon that ability. Yeah. I think that's where I would start. I don't think people do that, though. No, no, I don't think so. A lot of people are chasing what they once were, right? So you know, when they were in mm-hmm. high school, they were this, or when they were younger, they I could do that. this, right? So yeah. then when they go in, they go and th- with that mentality, and they try to do that. And when they try that, it crushes their world, and it's very humbling, and they're like, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. You know, that, that's, it's, a, it's a big deterrent. <coughs> it's the, you know, th- and that goes back to the, what we were saying is taking the baby steps. Yeah, yeah. Be real. you got to be real with yourself. You, you, you're, not gonna, you're not the spring chicken that you were in high school. So yeah. if you can be real with yourself and you can say, okay, you know what? I can't do 10 push-ups right now because I haven't trained in five years for anything, you know, then just be real with that. And just, okay, this is what I have to do. This is where I have to get. If you're sitting there trying to do everything everybody else is doing, you're competing with other people. Yeah. You're going to fail. That goes back to that comparison thing that I talk about all the time. I think comparison is the, it's this seed in the roots to despair. Like when you start to compare yourself, like if I go in there, if I start to compare myself to give another background for Jake, Jake is the strength and conditioning coach for Ian, who's been on the podcast before. Right. Um, Ian Butler, Bellator, three fight win streak, knockout king right now. But if I went in there and I start training with you going, 
oh my god, I see Ian over there, and he's just killing it. I'm not as good as him. Well, how he's come been, I don't look like that? On how Instagram? come I don't look like that? Exactly. How come I can't knock people out, well, out like that? It, again, you know, it's, he's been it's doing it for so long. He's been training, can't compare. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a real big thing. So, I think start small, and you have to build that. I think that's where the coach comes in, and I think that's two things that you do really, really well and that I notice is that you meet everybody where they're at and you don't let them, you don't make them feel less than. Like I've been into other gyms where I'll go intermittently and kind of like, just because I do other workouts as well and I'll go to that gym and they'll be like, dude, where, where the fuck you been? I haven't seen you forever. Like, dude, you know how much effort it took me to get off the couch and come here, but each time when I come to you guys, you guys are always very happy to see me. It's like the prodigal son return. Um, oh, I give people shit though. <laughs> Pat does. I do. I one hundred percent do. But it depends on how long you've been gone. If you've been like, I haven't seen you in two weeks, I'll be like, oh, okay. But if I haven't seen you in four months, I'm gonna be like, that's different. Are you lost? Right? <laughs> did, you, did you accidentally fall into the gym? Like, yeah. It, it's just me giving you like. It, it, it's when I stop talking to you that you need to be concerned. I, I think at least I think most coaches feel that way. Yeah. We, if we've given up on you, that's when that's when you need to be concerned. That's the other thing we talked about it before is on a sidebar is that i don't understand why if i go to work out with like you guys why i push myself so much harder than if i am by myself that's a do you question. find that no it's that's that's why the is, that's why the group setting works so well yeah you know, it works so well you, you will, number one you have your peers that are looking you feel might or might not be looking they're probably worried about themselves right but you feel like they're looking about you and then the coaches you know has an expectation so you're going to push yourself that little bit further. It yeah. depends on the coach, too, because I, I feel really bad if I let Nick down. Yeah, Nick's like dad. Like, you don't oh. want to I just, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go home and kill myself. And people kill. are going to go, <laughs> yeah. you know, when I first started in the group fitness world, one of the things that I noticed is that the, the group environment was like so, it was like club sports for adults. Like, right. it was so friendly. And like, that was, that's always been one thing that I've tried to convey throughout the years. Is like, you know, people are going to go where they feel comfortable, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's for sure. And while we're on the topic of, of Nick, so for those of you who don't know who Nick is, Nick is another coach at uh, the gym who's older than all of us, let's put it that way. But the three of us, I'll be honest and I'll say it, hate him a little bit because the guy is ripped as he's shit. He's Captain America. He's, he's Captain America. And he's the nicest guy. Yeah. Ever. He is the nicest guy. I feel like he's guy. conquered like every aspect of his life. I Every single time he comes in, he immediately infects that whole entire gym with no, his. We're, we're so lucky to have him. Yeah. For real. I yeah. But I really get pissed off the fact that he looks so good at his age compared to me. Because, okay, how old is he? 50-something? Oh, 60-something? 58. And Jesus. he'll run circles around like 90% of the people that train there. Yeah. At that age, I went in there on a Sunday. Not even at that age, in their twenties and their thirties. That's on, no, 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 no. I'm saying like at his at me. his age, he'll he'll run circles around oh, yeah. ninety percent yeah. of the members. Yeah, yeah. and not, I mean your members can be anywhere from twenty to forty years old, and he's running circles around them. Yeah, it's just his mentality. It's the mentality. It's the you know never quit, don't stop. Yeah, work harder. How do you think you build that mentality? Because that goes back to kind of what we're talking about here. You know, staying on the thing. That's one thing that I've been really trying to figure out how to build that like don't quit mentality i think you know that perseverance is built from years and years of not giving up you know he, he started yeah. you know wrestling and playing football when he was you know baseball when he was a young kid and it, you know weightlifting and it just built from there you, you know, know the, you got, the yeah. navy studied that because they wanted to they wanted to see what could make seals because they, they still don't know they still don't know there's there's a certain mentality that people can 
make it through that just kind whiskey of thing. in America. And there's just other people America. that just don't have it. Well, like maybe I don't know, but I mean, I know they spent millions of dollars in studies to yeah. try and figure out because if they could just go out there and <clears just throat> say, okay, that guy has the mentality and they could take him, it, it would just you know streamline their screening process but they haven't been able to figure that out i think a lot of it has to do with your upbringing you know if you had absolutely a good uh role model be it male or female in your life uh hopefully both um yeah that that which he talks about often yeah that would that would be one of the main things that would get you through it i mean yeah my dad's a tough guy and that's you know that's why you know he was in the navy and everything like that and that's kind of the the mentality that i got instilled in me is like okay well are you gonna quit like what did you ever get from quitting yeah so you just keep going and keep going and you keep killing yourself whatever it is you have, you have to do you know so it was a bit serendipitous because that leads into kind of something i wanted to ask you it was a bit serendipitous so i'm out doing my run because i have that race race coming up for you the, guys both have that race right coming up. so yes. for the listeners that don't know so jake and i are doing this it's called the toughest mutter so everyone's heard of the tough mutter but World's toughest mutter, right? No, this no? Is, so the world's toughest oh. mutter is twenty four hours. Okay. Ours is just twelve hours. So we have the toughest. Oh, I mutter. thought you were doing the oh. twenty four hour thing. I, 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 did I you did thought too. you were too? I did too. Oh, see, I just ah, gave you twelve that. hours of your life back. I was, I was asking this morning. I'm like, how do you? What do you do to eat? Like, I think it's do you just take time similar. off? Or yeah, I think it'll, it'll still be very similar. So the toughest mutter is it's a five mile course, twenty obstacles. It starts at eight p.m. on April fourth and goes to eight a.m. on April fifth. And you see how many laps you can do. Are the other competitors the the world's toughest people running it as well? Yeah. So I actually have Ryan Atkins coming on who holds the record, which is ten laps, so fifty miles in the toughest. In twelve hours or in twelve hours? In, no, no, no. In twelve hours. Okay. So he did the five mile wow. loop, twenty obstacles, uh, ten times in twelve hours. So, but he also holds the record for the the world's toughest mutter, which is twenty four hours, but it's a 10 mile course and it's like 30 obstacles and he did 100 miles one year and 95 miles the next year so i got him coming on the podcast in a few weeks beginning of february so i'm wow. anxious to talk to him i did a it. tough mutter <clears throat> and if somebody said hey you got to go back and do another lap or keep doing that i would have been like no i'm done yeah i finished <laughs> the one and i'm like i'm ready to go home <laughs> so this kind of brings me to um what i was talking about it was a bit serendipitous so i was out doing a morning run this morning just um just doing some road work and I, I go and i was doing run a mile do 33 push-ups run a mile do 33 push-ups so i just did um some push-ups and i get this tap on my shoulder and i'm like what the fuck and it's this guy running in the back way so he just hey, ran pa past me and so i thought that was kind of cool kind of serendipitous so you've done iron mans before you've done triath triathlons or Tri no iron man no iron man's tri triathlons, triathlons. Uh -huh. oh, so I, I, I was looking up what an iron man was that's gnarly that's like a really big triathlon, right? Right. It's 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 it, there's different dis there's a full or a half. Yeah, the half I think is fifty six like mile bike ride, one point two mile swim, and I forgot what the half it, marathon. Half marathon, thirteen point two. Yeah, because so, the, yeah. the full is a two point five oh or two point four mile swim, one hundred and twenty some odd miles on the bike, and then a full marathon. And that's what miles. you've done. No, that no no no. no. And so I've, the, I've done an Olympic Olympic. So which so is what a, is that? Which is a one mile swim uh 26 or i'm sorry 50 miles on the bike and then uh a six mile run okay i'd rather let mike tyson punch me in the face one time we're gonna do we're gonna yeah. do a half iron man this year maybe maybe even a full oh uh, and I've, I've ran a marathon i've i've done a couple ragnar races and i've done a couple triathlons okay so during the, so you have both experience from coaching people and in yourself what keeps you primarily in training because once you get into the race there's that 
the competitive mentality, I think that carries a lot of people through once you get to the race yeah, to keep absolutely, going. Absolutely. So I think that's added, but it's the and shit like this morning, it's the running, it's the figuring out we were talking about when we were uh, just walking home, which oddly enough, we figured out we lived around the corner from each other, right, which is right. also kind of, kind of cool and serendipitous, but we're talking, how did you, how do you keep going through the training? Because I don't give a shit that you've studied nutrition, that you're that no, your gym it, it, owner. It means There's nothing. times <laughs> where you don't want to want to fucking go. Absolutely not. What? How do you just do, like everybody else? Right. So why? What gets you out the out the doors? Like break that down is what I want to know. So the 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 signing up for the event and the knowing that it's all going to come down to did you put in the work or not that that is a huge one for me. So like when I have nothing to train for, I'm not gonna lie, it's it's harder to get motivated to get going. You sure. Know? Pat could attest to that, whether he's got a fight coming up or, right. you know, something. Um, but let me tell you a funny story. Uh, last year, I decided I was going to run the OC marathon, and I, I didn't do enough training for it. Oh, you thought you were just going to? Yeah, I thought, uh, I thought. I feel like you didn't do any training. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were going to Mickle, Man- Mickle Manny? Or? He was, no, he came in, he's like, oh, I'm running a marathon this weekend. I'm like, okay. Well, I ran. I, I Well, okay, to be fair, I got a tattoo. And the tattoo got infected. <laughs> I got antibiotics. It was like this big long story, but for Excuses. whatever blah blah blah. For whatever reason, <laughs> for whatever reason, I could I didn't run, <laughs> but I did I did two long runs leading up to it that were like 14 miles. Okay. So I thought, okay, I'll just run slow. I'll wing it. Anyways, come mile 17, my entire body imploded. I I tried to walk another mile. I ended up having to pull over. I <laughs> I took that stupid tag off. I walked another street over and I called an Uber and got picked up. And taken <laughs> <home>. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Which you know is bad because I mean, when he told me the story, I was like, "Wow, you must have been in bad shape." It was yeah. so bad. I never I, come come to find out, I was dehydrated. I, okay. I had never I had never experienced that. It was just this, this incredible nauseous feeling. The the Uber driver that picked me up, she's like, "Honey, I couldn't even run one mile, so I'm proud of you." Right, right. <laughs> it made me feel better. Yeah, I did the. Uh, People on the the listeners heard this before, but I did a marathon two years ago, and I did I was I was very very diligent. It was actually really cool learning about nutrition. Probably if I tell you, you're probably like you didn't do that so well. But it was really cool to figure out how to get the calories in and doing those long no, runs because I did I was real real diligent. It was the first like real thing that I ever trained for that I was like I I did the work. So it was twelve weeks, Tuesday Thursday Saturday Saturday being the big run. You know two four six. Two four eight, two four ten, four six twelve, all the way up to I think the longest one I did was twenty, and then I did the marathon. So I start off going on the marathon, and I'm exactly like I trained. I'm already mentally prepared, like not to, not run my race, just run my pace. All I want to do is ten minute miles, so four four and a half uh, hours, and I go, and everything's perfect. I feel good. I feel um, energized. You know, when you like wake up, you're like, yes, I want to work out today. I'm ready to go. And then all of a sudden, mile nine, I tore my meniscus oh, and my patella popped ouch. out of socket in the oh, same knee. Wow. And it was one of those things that I was like, fuck, I have 17 more miles, 17.2 more miles to go. I trained 12, 12 weeks. Like, I put a lot of fucking time and effort into this. And it was – I also had it rooted in my mind that if I didn't finish this race, like, I'm just going to be a piece of shit the rest of my life. Like, I already – so I already put that tag with it because I was already going through some deep depression beforehand. And so this was kind of something bringing me out. So it was something kind of building my self-worth. And that was the only reason why I ended up finishing. But I literally – so I ended up doing it in six hours and 31 minutes. But I'd have to run like a mile and then I'd squat down, 
for some reason that made my knee feel better. And then as soon as I got up, it wouldn't hurt and I could run real fast. And then I had to squat down, like bend my knee back and then run real fast. But that's the only. I like, can't believe you finished. <clears throat> I can't either. Yeah, that's I, the I only thing. I would have called an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only kind of real basis that I have Shit. of, like, the only learnings that I had from that is, one, I put in the work, and I, every single Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and so I did so much training that I was like, what the fuck is it going to be worth if I don't do anything? Yeah. But then I had it rooted in such a deep mental fortitude or deep mental thing connected with it that it was almost like – I my life's going to be shit if I don't finish this, which I know isn't the case, but that's just how I compartmentalize. That's where you got to go though. I think that's, you know, yeah, that's the key to kind of sticking with something is the fact that you, you kind of got to, for me in a fight, like you're, you're not going to drag me. I I don't, I don't like to lose. So if I'm going to lose a fight, you're going to have to beat me. Yeah. Like really, really beat. You're going to have to KO me or you're just going to have to pull me out on a stretcher because it's just one of those things. When I go in there, I go in there with the mentality that I'm either going to live and win or I'm going to die. Yeah. And that's it. You know, uh, figure out how to get to that point in your life and you can you can do great things, I think. You just have to look at it to the point of it's this or nothing. It's this or die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that emotional tie to something is so crucial, but you got to figure, figure that out. So you have – an emotional tie from what I'm hearing is you have an emotional tie to winning and losing. Not that you're defined by winning and losing, but there is a, that I think you are. I think I, you are. I, I think everybody does. Right. I think yeah, you I'm are. I, I, I don't like the society that, you know, the, no, you, if you go to do something, you want to win at it. You yeah. can't find me somebody that's going to go do something and be like, play a game, this or that, and not want to be a winner. Right. I mean, otherwise why play the game? Oh, I, I fully agree. If I'm going to, Go do something. I want to. I want to fuck. You want to win. I want to win at chess. I want to win at Uno. I want to win at everything. Yeah. So I I think everyone does, but that's the mentality you got to have. How bad? How bad do you want it? Do you want it bad enough to get off the couch and go do something, or do you just kind of want it? Yeah. If you kind of want it, you're not gonna. You're not gonna. I think. I think now. Now, in all honesty, I think now we're like really getting to something because it's if you kind of want it. So going back to that person that that fictitious avatar person someone sitting on the couch if you kind of want to get in shape for like some vanity reasons or you just wanted like a six-pack or something like that or you just want to do some squats of your chick to get the instagram ass or whatever i don't think that's going to push you through so i think it has to be rooted in something deeper if you have kids like hey i want to be able to run with my kids when i'm 50 i want to look like a nick and i want to live and i think as you as you get older that that changes like when you're when you're 15 like it might just be to have a six-pack yeah (laughs) but as you get older it might be to be able to do whatever with your kids like right i I think that it it absolutely changed it has for me anyway yeah so going back so during your training for these massive um competitions what pushes you through or how do you personally get through all your training because like we talked about there's days where you get up you don't want to fuck go out there you don't want to be on the road so what i, push, I, push I think it comes down to i want to enjoy i i enjoy the process right like the race day is fun but going out there on the road and having that time to yourself like especially in this day and age like we're so connected and you don't have much that time and it, it really comes down to like a i know this sounds crazy but you it, it's like a meditation mm-hmm. while you're out there yeah you know and, and i i really enjoy that time and that's one thing that I noticed with the training for the marathon is on the long runs, you get into like your mind, like just goes away right. for a little bit. Cause I'll never forget. So and that's when you have your best, your best times and yep. your best, your best training. It yep. really does. 
I remember on a 14 mile run on a Saturday doing the back bay and realized that the 10 mile, if you just go the loop, 10 miles, it's 10 miles. Right. So I had to go the other way. And so I went the other way. And then next thing I know, just kind of like blacked out, just like kind of was thinking, not like blacked out, like fell over, right, right, I got just you. woke up. And then all of a sudden I'm running past boomers, which is like two cities over. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm like, right. where, Oops. how did I get to this point? It was like, I've, tell, I've told people meditation. that they think, yeah. they think I'm really crazy. Like, Oh no, I, I zoned out while I was running. What? Right. I just try to survive. When you're training for these races, do you feel, is there something rooted into proving it to yourself? Um, you know, I know this is crazy, but I, 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 I love a good suffer fest, you know, and the, the, why? the man, I, I can't tell you why. He's a sadist. I think there's just like a few, there's a very small population in this world and Pat's one of them. He likes to get punched in the face. I mean, come on. Yeah. You're me to say but this. I get to punch people in the face. I mean, there's a give and take. In <laughs> yeah. That. Like, there's some. There's a certain amount of joy. Where there's just the there's face. just something about it. You know, there's something about the satisfaction of you know finishing that big back bay loop. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's satisfying. Or or you go and do repeats on the bike up Newport Coast. Like, wow, man, that's just really satisfying. It, yeah. It's just something about the endorphin rush when you're done. It, it feels great. That's something that I'm currently in because I'm trying to build this discipline and. <clears throat> In my rudimentary mind, one of the things that I feel builds discipline is doing the things you know you should do when you don't want to do them. Absolutely. And for me, it's people have heard this before or you heard it somewhere else. Right now, if my days start with a cold shower, obviously I wake up, I meditate, do all that my morning routine but that cold shower is like the worst thing especially right now when it's cold that sounds terrible it sounds awful <laughs> and one of the it's kind of both things because we talked about it i'm we're training for that um race is going to be overnight but i think the more times i can do the things that i don't want to do that i know is good for me it's it makes kinda, you stronger makes you stronger it makes it so when i get home after work or something i go oh, i don't want to go see pat I don't want to go see Pat. <laughs> like I can put, push through that, you know, a little, little bit. So <laughs> it's not as bad as that cold shower. Yeah, it's not as bad as that, that cold shower. But I think, wow, dude, you're hard. You're way harder. No, it's that. I, I mean, you know, it's the I, it's the the Goggin stuff. Is yeah, know, whatever. What is the lie you're telling yourself to to not get up off the couch and do it? Like, dude, yeah, get up and make it happen. Stop being a bitch. It's true. It. <laughs> it's true. That guy's. I, d- the longer we get in this conversation, the more I feel like I'm just a bitch. <laughs> Why? I, I no, I'm not taking no cold shower. I'm Ooh, not hot water for a reason. I, I'm not taking a cold shower. <laughs> I'm not getting just, in. The, so I'm not no. getting in the ring with you and let you punch well, me. I, I, but okay. So it's all. But, so, but, so along that line too, he because he's like, oh yeah, you know, I like a suffer fest. I like a punch. I I spend my time avoiding getting punched in the face. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying not to get punched. In the, face. the best way to do that is to not to do not to not fight. That's yeah, true. But the same thing is same thing is for you. So you're training. Do you have a fight coming up? Yes. So you have a fight coming up. When when's your fight? Uh, February seventh. February seventh in what city? Anaheim. In Anaheim. Same place as was uh, before. So you're training. There's times where you don't want to go to training, even though you have a fight coming up, and you, even though you don't want to lose, even though you have all that. So what pushes you to go? to your coach or go to Tyler or whatever. To, um, to be honest, well, to be honest with you, it's actually, it does actually have to do with, I guess, the opinions and thoughts of others. So one, I don't want to look, I don't want to look like a chump in a fight. I don't want to look, I really don't. I don't yeah. want to look like I, cause I've seen guys that have gone in there that have haphazardly trained for fights and it's not pretty. Did they take, take an Uber out of the ring? I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what they do, but I don't know how they live Basically. their lives. 
Um, but at the same time, like I, you got as a coach, and I'm sure Jake can attest to this. You have people that look up to you. You have people that look at you and go, "Well, wait a second. Why yeah, am I training that's, that's with a big one, this sure. guy? Yeah. If he's not even doing the stuff that he, you know, that he's uh, promoting, so it's like one of those things where I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna put my guys through it, I need to put myself through it. As a coach, the reason that I fight, I don't fight to be a fighter. I'm not gonna be a pro fighter. I have no desire to be. Right. But as a coach, I, I have to be able to 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 relate to the guy that is you know if he's going to be in there i need to tell him hey this is what it feels like this is what you're going to go through this is how it's going to be so when i go in there and i go into fight I'm, I'm going to lead in a sense lead an example this is how i run my training camp this is what i do hey you know what there are days when i don't feel like training guess what i did it anyway mm-hmm. because again i go in there with the mentality that that guy is coming to kill me and take everything that i have and yeah. be- built and worked hard for and so that's why I say, I'm like, look, if you're going to beat me, you're going to have to KO me or take me out on the ground or whatever. You got to take my soul from my body before I'm getting out of that ring with a loss. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. You know, in that last fight that I had, I had a title fight. I fought all the way to the end. It was five rounds. I, I took some heavy shots in the third round. I It hurt. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember. I don't remember most of the third round and half Ouch. of the fourth. I do remember the fifth and I was tired as hell, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep punching and kicking this guy and see what happens yeah. and in the end he just took it from me so it's just the way it was but i i left everything i had out there i had nothing left when i came back to the to the ring i think that's a uh, that's one thing that i've been thinking about too is that i think it's a common misconception i've been through these ups and downs in my life where i go you know what fuck everybody i don't care what you think i do not care go screw yourself i'm gonna do me uh, that's it i think there's a fine line to where you don't want to look like a chump you don't want to let people down you know, you two are coaches, so like both of you have a ton of people looking up to you. So if you don't practice what you preach, got you Im- have got an image to keep up. For sure, <laughs> for sure. And I think if you can care what people think, but not, but be not, okay not, with the not outcome. Be, not be led by it. Not it's be led by it. The amount of weight you give to people's opinions. Yeah. You need to keep a kind of a lightweight, but at the same time, there needs to be certain aspects that are, in a sense, heavy. You know what I mean? Like y- there especially when it comes to your business. If this mm-hmm. is your business, this is your, the way that you provide for yourself, you have to lend certain people's opinions some weight. Like, for instance, I give I give a lot of weight to, J- to Jake's opinion. I give a lot of weight to Nick's opinion of me because these are two guys that I trust with a certain aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. So I have to be able to, even when they're critical, sometimes overly critical, <laughs> I, have to take, I have to take it with a grain of salt and go, okay, well, now I need to evaluate this because this is a person that i trust a person i trusted with a certain aspect of my life so now i need to go back and i need to reevaluate and go okay i need to take this opinion heavily yeah if somebody else comes off the street i don't know you know says whatever i'm gonna go dude get the hell out of here i don't really care what you think but there are certain people that you have to lend a certain amount of weight of their opinion in your life yeah and i think but i think it's real for me i think it's real important to have that not letting somebody down so i ne- I never want to let down for me it's just just right now it's just my wife my friends i don't want to let anybody down those and are then, important people in your life. and then now it's all with since this podcast is growing so rapidly now it's like oh shit i gotta really make sure that i'm do working on myself and overcoming myself but it's caring about what those people think but at the same time knowing as long as you know for a matter of fact that you did your best then whatever the opinions are it's it's fine like Right now, whatever people think about about this podcast and all the bullshit and all the mean 
um, texts or DMs that I get now. That's, that's a reality check, right? You can go read <laughs> it the, is. Like the quote-unquote YouTube comments or yeah. whatever it is for this thing, and uh, yeah. that'll be a reality check. And, and I care what they think, but at, I can honestly say at this point in time, this is the very best that I can do, so I, I'm not rooted in – I'm okay with whatever the outcome is. If someone doesn't like it, that's – that's okay. You know how I look at it? Because we used to get like comments and stuff on that on our podcast too. Yeah. You're still listening. True. I mean, say what you want. You True. can say whatever you want. Like, I remember there was a scene in uh, in NWA. I don't know if you ever saw that movie where they bur- the guys are burning the CDs and yeah. uh, what's his name? Easy E's like, I don't give a shit. They still bought them. Yeah. What's NWA stand for? <laughs> not gonna say it yeah no so you let the n words op- with attitudes <laughs> you let the opinions of others or not wanting to let your coach down or let your family down or your wife or whatever push you but just push you through the best that you can do and whatever the outcome is you got to be okay with it my, my wife will never let me hear the end of that uber story oh really <laughs> no <laughs> she likes to share that one so is she training because she because your wife is going to do the um relay with my wife Right. And but she's a coach at your gym too, right? Right. She so. she's she's one of those crazy people. I I have to make her stop working out. Okay. Like she, you know, she'll go limping into the gym. I think Jeanette's scared that huh. she's going to look look like a like a Can you use the word but That's bitch? motivating, right? Yeah. So she's there you go. she better get her ass training, right? That's right. basically what it turns into. Yeah. Who knows. So you train like we talked about. So you train some some Bellator fighters, some Mixed martial arts fighters, jiu-jitsu competitors, jiu-jitsu competitors, wrestlers. You train all that. Do you see something different in like a Ian than you do in somebody else? Like, can you, if someone walks through and they kind of have that fire in them, can you see that difference right away? Whether it be, I can. Com- can you? Yeah. What I'm- do you see, or what is it? The way they care of themselves? Is it like what do you notice like right off the bat? The, the keeping the beginner's attitude. Always be willing to learn. Always be willing to learn, like and those people that are willing to put in the work ethic, put in the work, and be willing to learn. You know, a lot of people will come in every day to work hard, but aren't coachable. You know, the people, yeah. the people that I see succeed and go to that next level, they're the people that come in, put that work in, and will always have their ear open to, to listen to get a little bit better. Yeah, I think that pride is like such a detriment, especially for men. Is like when you can't put your ego and pride on the shelf you can't learn from somebody ego's a big thing ego's a real big thing we have a person who will remain nameless but you know some people came into your your class with a bit of an ego right off the they end. don't last they no. never last it's no, always it's always don't. one of those things where it isn't uh and it's one of those things those are the types of people i can say like okay yeah that you're you're cool you're this you're that whatever but you're you're not gonna you're not gonna well, that's it. the yeah. great thing about the culture of shamba and uh, at rise is is you're you're not gonna last you'll weed yourself out real yeah. quick yeah so since you have a nutrition background i want to talk about that too so give some tips because obviously nutrition is the one of the biggest parts for any sort of um physical feed where it's i'm not a nutritionist <laughs> he I, mean, is. I mean do I mean, not just, do what i do uh <laughs> if i if i sat down if i sat down with a a hundred people and uh I, I would talk about macros and micros and get into like that nitty-gritty stuff with, yeah. with the people that demanded it right for the general population you go with you know um 
eat uh, if it came from the ground or it had a mother and a father, you, it's on the list. You can eat it. You that's know? good. You know, it's, you know, don't don't eat the crap that's in a box. You know, start with just natural foods. Yeah. He kind of always told me stay on the outside of the grocery store. Like, so if you're in the grocery store, stay on the outer rim of it. Yeah, Tro- just do a Don't lap. go in the middle. Yeah, there's nothing. He's good like the middle. There. Is, yeah, there's it's nothing. The, good it's in all the, the processed crap. Yeah. Right. Right. And then is there like the general r- rules of thumb that you give people like one one gram of protein per pound of body weight? Does that matter? You know what? Is it I, just it, people eat so terrible that you don't even really need to get into that. You yeah. Know? I mean, and, and and when you're eating salads and steaks and that type of stuff, that that kind of takes care of itself. I mean, in the sense that when you f- first get a steak in front of you and you're so hungry, that first bite is the most delicious. It's the best steak you've ever had in your life. Right. By bite seven, eight, nine, ten, it's, it's all know, the same. Like, yeah, it's all the same. You know, you get a big salad in front of you. What happens when you're done eating that salad? You you push it away. You know, right. You, that. Those types of foods you don't tend to overeat on. So if you could just get people away from eating the delicious, processed, boxed food and just eating natural foods, really that (laughs) takes care of itself. For some people, then it doesn't, and then you can get into it a little bit. But if most people just start with that, that that's a it's a great starting point yeah i feel like if you're getting into uh what is it macros and all that you probably already have a decent diet you just need a f- that, that to me that's fine-tuning stuff yeah it really, yeah. It really yeah. is yeah. like yeah i don't it's like think bo- it's like bodybuilder stuff yeah, yeah. It, it really is and i think it goes back to the one of the things that you guys said in the very beginning is to start small so <laughs> You eat three times a day. Just do one. Just start with one healthy meal. Then I, fuck off and eat, eat crap for the other two. And then the next really, day you start two healthy meals. Something really helped me is I, like just eliminate one thing. Just yeah. one thing for a couple weeks. Uh, maybe you're not going to eat all the potatoes on the planet for, you know what I mean? Like, right. I'm going to take potatoes out of my diet, you know, just to see what happens, to see how I feel. Yeah. You know, or maybe processed sugar or just something small. I'm, I'm not going to eat salt. Start yeah. there. And, and really what I found the best way rather than to, you know, give you or you a blanket here, do this. Let's find out what you're doing. And then, you know, maybe you're going to fast food three days a week and having soda and French fries. Well, shit, let's cut that out. Right. You know, and, let, and let's go from there. Everybody's a little bit different. So your approach is going to have to be a little bit different. You know, there's certain there's ballpark or, you know, general rules like the, you know, if it came from the ground type of thing. But yeah. everyone's case is going to be a little different. Yeah. Say, say that. uh Cute thing you said. Uh, if it, it came from the ground, or if it had a mother and a father, you can eat it. Yeah. Have you ever done the carnivore diet? Have uh, you ever done I, in and I, out of diets? I've pretty anything? much done all of them. Pretty, is, it mean, the car, is it carnivore diet where you, you use you nothing just about eat meat? meat? Just meat. Just meat. You know no vegetables, works? no nothing. You know why that works? Probably elimination. No, because yeah, you're eliminating all that bullshit crap that you're yeah. eating anyway. Right. I don't think you could sustain it off for very long periods of time. I couldn't. And, and that's the reason all of those work is because they eliminate stuff yeah. and they, they put you in, in parameters, you know, and, you know, really just the, the general, that's why if you can just eat a balanced meal, you know, your it, it balanced meal through your, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner yeah. and not, not overdo it and don't snack, you know, don't snack overdo it. You'll be fine. Yeah. You, you guys uh, mess with any of those like pre-made meals or any of those like meal companies or anything like that? I, I've tried a few. Any I've tried the like the Blue Apron where you cook them yourself. Yeah, I've tried, I've tried the those. the pre-made ones. The Blue Apron ones are cool, except for you got to make it though. Well, I love I love Which making it? food. I love cooking. He right. likes to cook. But me too. To cook. But the to but cook. the problem with those are, you cook meals at home and you get used to cooking the same kind of meals and you're fast at it. Those are different every time and then yeah. it took forever. You know, every time you cook, it's an hour and a half. Yeah. That just doesn't work for me. You know, got what, kids and business to run. It's not happening. You know what works really really well? We just got it and they have a really good deal 
no, they're not a sponsor, but if you want to be a sponsor, please call me, um, is Factor Meals. Have you heard of them? I have. Factor Meals, they are so fucking delicious, and they come pre-made, and even when you put them in the microwave or in the oven, they are the best tasting, healthy, pre-made meal I've ever had in my I'll entire life. I've done Blue Apron. I've done... They all the they, all they, the ones they, 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 they come made right they come made just looks like a TV dinner which the look of it knocks it down but it's so delicious like right before and they vacuum seal the top yep you know it's funny this com- yeah. this company actually they sent it to me but they send it in like FedEx do they yeah I have dry ice it, in they, there yeah, yeah they yeah, sent yeah. it FedEx but <clears throat> it took them not to the third time to deliver it so by the time I got the food it was like four days old I was like yeah yeah I didn't try no. it. but I saw it yeah it looked good. I think that's another thing for nutrition is like if you can eliminate or not have the easy thing to grab or that if you just have those pre-made meals there or if you just or when you're filling you got to get rid of the shit yeah because i know when i have those meals in there or when i do like meal prep on sunday or i make a ton of chicken if i have it all sitting in there it's so much easier to grab that than to Oh, just postmates or grub. You're gonna something. grab whatever's convenient, yeah. especially when you're hungry. You're like, you're not gonna, <clears throat> you're not gonna. If you don't have it set up, like if it's not in the fridge, if it's not ready to go, you're not gonna do it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So let's uh, let's talk since we're here, and I thought it was cool that I saw you this morning. Let's talk about this fucking race that we have going on. Oh, so shit. what? Oh shit! What training <laughs> are you are you doing? What training do I need to start doing? What training do you think I I should do, or Anything. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you got to defer to him. I, I, <laughs> I, I did one tough mutter. Like I said, I definitely wouldn't have but ran a second lap. On a, on a different, and I'm not, not saying to, to throw sunshine at up you, but I'll, I cannot believe my cardiovascular increase since I've been training with you. And I know I'm not there every single day. I'm known all that, you know, two, three, four times a week is really, really rare. But I can't believe my cardiovascular. I went on a, so the, in the last three days, I did a nine-mile – this isn't to pat myself on the back, but I wasn't out of breath. I did a nine-mile trail run in Crystal Cove, did a 6K run up in L.A., four miles today, all in the last three days. And my cardiovascular is insane. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. I've had, no I've one's had, trying to punch you in the face. Uh, that's true. That's true. That's I've had, true. I've had, but I've had marathon runners that have come and, like, they do Muay Thai and then they go run marathons. Like, I wasn't nearly as tired as I was no. when I didn't do it. It, it, you know what? It opens up your lungs. Uh, when I do when I do Jake's workouts, it's never my lungs that are burning; it's my muscles. Right. Uh, but like, yeah, I could. I feel like I could go run miles and miles and miles, and my lungs don't hurt. My my muscles, muscles. eventually just get sore, but and burn. But you just open up those <laughs> lungs. You're using a hundred percent of your lungs, and I I don't think you most people don't even do that on a regular basis. Yeah. Because when you get to the end where you're just like you're just huffing and puffing and. You're, you're taking those deep breaths and those deep breaths out. I mean, you're opening everything up. And I, I would say runners probably do it, marathon runners, yeah. people like that. But And then, yeah, you're adding the stress of somebody coming at you. So it's it's a little bit – Yeah, and that fucks up with your breathing and all that. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. So that's why. So what training are we doing? How are we, how are we going to get through this fucking 12 hours? We're going to do a lot of running. Do you, see, yeah. do you really think it should be long running? Because I, I think with that, all the obstacles, I, I, I think that you should be able to do very comfortably stints of five miles. Okay, like five miles with some sort of uh, um, some sort of whether it's like a, at this point while we're in the training, it's going to be some sort of weightlifting. You actually had a really good plan doing the push-ups in between. Yeah, you know, uh, and it, it's it's going to be 
our hands and our feet and the stuff that get that are going to get messed up. Yeah. So I, I think it's really important also to have multiple pairs of shoes. Okay. Keep, keeping your feet dry. Yeah. I lost right? my shoes in my tough winter. In the mud? I lost one of them. Make, I, did, I did have it barefoot. Sure, yeah. Making sure we're doing lots of pull-ups. Being able to support your body weight with your hands. Yeah. You know. So how do you do, for in your opinion, or in your, how do you do the grip strength? Because that's something I keep hearing about when I'm listening to these people, like Ryan Ack, is it all about grip strength? So you know, how do you, increase that? you know, and, and to be fair, this is my first rodeo <clears throat> in this, in this uh, longest, longer race as well. But, yeah. but it's always the person who, ha it's never the person that can deadlift or do lots of pull-ups that has grip strength problems. Right. Okay. So I, my training for this is going to be lots of pull-ups and a, a decent amount of strength and conditioning. So that's going to be deadlifts, clean and jerks, snatches, okay. good mornings, all that good stuff. Can, can What's I good morning? Oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> when you put the bar on your back and you bend over. Oh, wait. Straight up. You just put the bar back here and you bend over Sing. and bend back up. Yeah. Oh, it's called a good morning. It's called a good morning. Never yeah. done that there before in my entire life. Yeah, well. Huh, you need well. to hang around Shamba a little more. <laughs> if you want, yeah. if you want, if you want some of my advice for grip strength, uh, I think uh, jujitsu guys probably have the best grip yeah. strength. Uh, you know, it's great. It's nice to do a pull up on a bar, right? But imagine doing with one gi. with the gi. Yeah, with that, the, yeah. that. And then uh, what I do actually, it, it helps a little bit. I have a little tub of rice at home. You stick your hands in the rice, and you just just do this for a minute. Just squeeze rice. the rice. Just squeeze the rice for a minute and see what your forearms feel it's, like. It's, after that. it's really hard. It's hard. Really? It's really well, you hard. just put it in, into get, a bowl. Get a bag of rice. Put it in a bowl or a container or whatever. Stick your hands inside the rice until they're uh, wrist deep, and then just squeeze the rice like this for just sixty Some seconds. Blood, blood sport type shit. It really sixty is. seconds. Just try it. Just try it. And go then home you dip and your try hands it. Tell in me glass. Glass. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's you, not doing. You go fuck up. Not, no, no. Uh, you just. You're just. You're not trying to. To punch the rice, you're just gonna stick your hands in the rice and then just do this and see what your forearms feel like after you're can done. Can you punch it? You can punch it if you want. You can do some iron fist training. We start off with rice if you want to, but I don't recommend it. Do you want me to go kick a palm tree too until I break it? Banana tree first of all. Banana tree. Um, oh, I would if you can. No, thank you. If you can, do it. No, you, thank you know what? You, you might want to start with a with a with some tires. They're a little bit more forgiving and they uh, still hurt. Um. But I had a hard enough time. Um, I went in there on Sunday, and you know you have us do that workout just to kill us conditioning, where it's um, one one kick, one kick, left right, left right, two kicks, two yeah, kicks, yeah, left yeah. right, yeah. all the way up the to ladder. ten. Okay, it's a kicking yeah, ladder. All the way up to ten, and it's just in there on a Sunday, and I couldn't get to eight o'clock to get to Nick's class in time. But I was like, I got to get a workout in, so I just went over there, and I was like, oh, I'll just do that. And so you had the big, that big. 300 Heavy pound bag. bag or whatever 150 pound 150 pound bag and went to go kick it and i just went out went all out it didn't I'm like, even move oh shit didn't even move first of all <laughs> and it like i felt like it like dented my shin i'm like oh this is not yeah, gonna that be bag good. is not for kicking no it is not yeah. i wish there was like some sort of sign there that said that or like maybe just don't be a bitch josh well that now you know yeah yeah, now now I know. I, so that is a that is a heavy punching bag. That's actually meant to develop. So think of it in terms of weights, right? You, you have to increase the amount of weight that you lift in order to get stronger. It's the same thing with a heavy bag. In order to get a heavier punch, you have to increase the amount increase the amount of weight on the bag. Yeah. And eventually, like you hit it right now, and it, it's just gonna laugh at you. But eventually, you you do it enough times, and eventually, you'll build enough strength to actually move that bag. What do you think? How do people build up? Like, how do you build up your? Are all your uh, nerves and stuff on your? Uh, shin just all fucking dead or like those they're somewhat dead um i'm not gonna lie to you it still that, hurts it still hurts like uh but when you're so full of adrenaline it doesn't hurt as much if you take somebody yeah. with fresh shin throw them into a fight 
it it may not hurt during the fight, but it's going to be god awful at the end. Right. Uh, you have somebody with condition shins. Uh, <clears> it's it doesn't hurt during the fight, and it may or may not hurt as much afterward, but it still hurts. Yeah. Like you still feel it. Do you like, work out with him, him every so often? Every so often. Every so often. Yeah. Do you find a difference in the cardiovascular? It's so much different. What the? It's heck? so much different. But I think it's like that across all sports. You know, you take a swimmer, um, you take a swimmer, right. and you bring him in to do running. They'll be terrible, and vice yeah. versa. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's the old fish out of water. Right. I think that's why it's so. That's why I've been so happy with this last however long we've been together because I've been doing so many different things that. I literally am in the best like physical and cardiovascular shape I've been in my 37 years <clears throat> right now. It's insane between all the different things. I think that's another thing to get over your New Year's resolutions is to have a bunch of different things and keep it fresh and keep it new. Bored. Don't want to get bored. Don't want to get bored. And I get I used to get so fucking bored just going to the gym and just doing, doing the same old doing back, the back uh, and buys, chest and tries. Yeah, yeah, dick and back. That's all. Yeah, that's it. I, yeah, for, yeah. You know, it must have been around in the 80s, late 70s, maybe. Everybody started working out like a bodybuilder. Right. Right? And so... Pyramid sets, yeah, 10, eight, everybody six. works out like yeah. a bodybuilder. So in, unless that's what you want to do, get away from that shit. Right. There's so much more fun, like so much more stuff to do. Your body's capable of so much stuff, you know? I like to just... I like to a lot of the times, especially you asked Pat, this last year, I really ditched like the, the, the weights and the sets and got... It, it's, we just did all sorts of fun body weight movement stuff. Everyone yeah. Was, everyone was laughing at our classes. I had a great time. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I can't I didn't get all that hip thrusts. I didn't, I didn't understand what was that all about. That was all about. That's, that's that's for baby making. That's for baby making. Um, I can't. Time and a place it's, for it's it. married people stuff, Pat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't get over it's how much my thought process has changed over the last like year and a half. Going from just I do on a real crazy crazy week, I would switch it up and do like a push pull, and I was like, wow, I'm really getting. I'm really getting uh, new stuff in. Just do like all push, press it, and then the next day do all pull. I'm like, wow, I'm really being innovated, and that was still gets so boring. But this last like year and a half, I can't get over how much difficult, what a difficult workout you can get in just by using your body weight, just with pull ups, uh, burpees, jumping jacks, all the stuff you can do like in a hotel room if you travel for work. I can't get over that, and I used to think that such like like a low level type of workout, but it's Absolutely so not. fucking difficult. If you really put in, um, if you do try to do like a hundred, 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 hundred sit-ups, hundred push-ups, hundred air squats, like that alone, or even just for time, like yeah. if you do like a 15 minutes of what he calls the Holy Trinity. It's, it sucks. Yeah. I think going back to the same thing was starting small, like just do 20, 20, 20, 20 push-ups, however long it takes you, 20 sit-ups and 20 air squats like that alone. If you haven't started working out and that's your first workout, you're going to feel that tomorrow. I mean, I have I have members that start in there, or that to people that talk to me in their sixties, and they haven't done anything, and even that would they probably might that would scare them away. You know, yeah. I, I have them. I tell them sit down in a chair and stand up fifty times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or do that thirty times. You know, start there. You know, if you could get most people to do thirty squats in a day and hang out in that bottom of that squat position, it would it would change their life. Yeah, it would make their hips better, their ankles, their knees. I mean, you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, that's for sure. And like workout working out with like weights though that does add bone density am i off on that no, that, no you're, that's you're, correct yeah, right? You're right you're right yeah so yeah and so it absolutely has its benefits to work out with weights but there's you know people get so stuck in oh i don't have the equipment i can't exercise burpees are always there for you burpees are the <laughs> <Gravity>. most god-awful <laughs> thing 
in the world. The best and most god awful thing. I did for the first time ever. I did a hundred burpees the other I day. I don't mind burpee. I I hate Turkish getups are the worst thing on the planet. Turkey, but Turkish getup is like no, such a. You never convinced me. Turkish getup and a pull up <laughs> are such a functional thing. Like if you have, I figure that's really good for jujitsu to be able to like push your somebody off of you Absolutely. to get up and then that's leverage. That's leverage. It's it still is a like that's like a, it's still something you need in life. You need if you fall off a cliff or something happens, you need to be able to pull yourself up. And if someone's on top of you, you need to get them off or get the weight off of you or something. I feel like it's such if a. If I'm hanging off a cliff like and somebody's hanging that. on to me, <laughs> <laughs> we're dying. Yeah, <laughs> straight up, yeah. I'm taking them with me. Um, you better let go. Okay, but I, for me, I don't know. If, uh, to me, doing a burpee is a lot easier than doing Turkish getup. Maybe it's because I'm a big guy, but I. I I, I, I hate them. Turkish get-ups are worse. I hate them. It's like wall balls. Turkish get-ups and wall, wall balls, balls are awful. They're just completely different, you know. Uh, the burpee becomes this, like, anaerobic movement where Turkish get-up, it's, it's, it's just completely different, you know. Yeah. What's, a, what's three workouts that will give you a full body workout? Like a full muscle body workout. What are three? Well, burpee, uh, a Curtis P. Yeah, you don't even know what a Curtis P no. is, right? What's you, that? You do a power so clean. Did Monday. So basically, you lift a bar from the ground to your shoulder. Okay. You hold it at your shoulder. You do a lunge on each leg, and then you push it over your head. No. Yeah. Curtis, no. Curtis P. We did a pyramid of that on Monday. My so legs so still hurt. Ten of them. Add a little weight. Do nine. Add a little weight. Do eight. Ew. And so on. I started at sixty-five pounds, and I nearly died. I nearly died. Yeah. See, no. Summer's coming. Booty gains, guys. Uh, actually, you know what? I think I think my my f- at least my favorite, not my favorite, but like my most, I guess the best, the one that I think does everything is man makers. What's a man maker? Man maker. Yeah, I agree. What's that? Uh, you, I'll let him tell you. You do a a, a push up. You have two dumbbells, and you do a push up, and then you do a row, pull it up to your okay. chest on on each side. Got it. And then you hop your feet outside the dumbbells, and then you stand all the way up and bring it up to your shoulder. Then you squat all the way down, and then as you stand up, you throw it over your head. You do a thruster. You do a thruster. Do you hate people like a little bit? Like, are you a little sadistic? Like, you really a a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Pat and I talk sometimes when we when we see you guys do some crazy ass thing, and I go, I think he's, I think Jake is really fucking pissed off when he made that workout. (laughs) I think you want to kill somebody. No, no, no. There, there are times when like you could tell, like, okay, that was like three months ago. Okay, what was going on in his life three months ago? Oh, he was pissed off that day. Yeah, he was one hundred percent pissed off that day. I don't know. He's he like, oh, uh, we're gonna do all these where there's like five workouts, and it's like there's no way you can get that done in an hour. There's no, no way. It's it's the day where where we don't do what's on the board that you should be scared. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't where, know. Maybe he was fighting with Renee that day, or the kids pissed him off. Yeah, I don't know. Something happens. You just Every, like, everyone always wants to equate it to that, but th- I don't have that much malice behind my my programming. <laughs> <laughs> Either that, or he was thinking like maybe he was thinking about somebody that day, and he's like, oh yeah, this will fuck him up. And he just writes it down. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's what I think. Well, I know we're cruising out on t- cruising up on time. I have two more questions for you, but before I get there, um, give a little bit about the background of your guys' gym. You guys are in the same uh, facility, your same spot, kind of roommates, roommates. roommates. Yeah, so uh, sh- which is kind of cool. So hit us with uh, what you got going on. Yeah, so Shamba, we've been open. Shoot, man, going on almost five years. Uh, we've been in the facility we're at right now about three years. We moved into a bigger spot. And say about maybe a little over a year ago. A year ago. ago. It would be yeah. a year ago in February. over a year ago. Uh, my buddy moved in on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he's- I quarter. took his office. Yeah, he took his office. Yeah. So it was actually really like the, the, the perfect situation because it helped me out. It helped him out. And so, and it also helped, got 
to help me get back into doing martial arts again, which is like one of my passions. Nice. Right. So, so now fast forward from the beginning, been open five years, uh, about a third of the gym or so is dedicated to, to rise uh, Muay Thai where Pat uh, does all his stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Silverback wrestling. Yes, now it's silverback wrestling. We got and, the uh, you know uh, the whole back. yeah the whole high school all the local high schools are sending their kids. Got an awesome program going on. I mean, shoot, man, it's just it's just so awesome to be able to do something yeah. I'm so passionate about and, and love for sure. And who's who's Shamba for? What type of workout is that for? Like, what type of person Everybody. should come to Shamba? There you go, everybody, everybody. everybody. They I see mean, all I have, walks of life. In I, there, I really, cool. I really have. You know, people that are, you know, teenagers that are, you know, world class competitors all the way to people in their 70s who who are just trying to move and stay healthy and and, and, yeah. and, and everybody in between. And have to hug. And, you. and, and you know, that's the. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the I think one of the biggest things that you get when you come to Shamba is you get, you know, this personal experience. It's not just this blanket program that everybody does the same thing. Yeah. I like to you know, if, if you're coming into the, that day okay, Josh has a shoulder issue. We're going to, before you even talk about it, okay, Josh is yeah. what we're going to do for you, you know, and, and just really make people feel comfortable. Yeah, that's one thing that I've never seen seen before, in all honesty, is, you know, you go to, the, like, the 5 o'clock, um, 5 a.m. class, and there's um, somebody with, like, a little bit of a back tweak or issue, and there's always a modification. Right. Like, okay, no, 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 you're not going to do the, the back squats today. You know, you got a lower back issue. So it's really cool that you don't just have them sit on the side. You have a mod a modified thing, thing to <laughs> right. do. And I've never seen that before. It's usually like fucking do it or, or sit or get, out, get you know? Out yeah. There. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then what do you got going on? Where's your spot? Where's your guys located? Uh, well, we're located inside of Shamba. Uh, I've been there for about a year, actually in February. Uh, I've had my gym now for almost two years. Yeah. Going, we'll be going into our third year. Congratulations. Uh, which, uh, I don't, I don't even know how I made it this far. Um, but you know, uh, I got the right people around me. Got the, uh, got That's the right really members. It. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and like I said, we've been able to build a, a lot of programs through <coughs> that. So we had some good opportunities and, you know, definitely thankful for that. And, uh, just the right people. You okay. Know? So. And what's your, what's your guys' website, Instagram, anything like, like that? So rise com, rise MT on Instagram. Um, Shambaway. Shambaway. com. Okay. Cool. Um, so last two questions I have for you. So we kind of talked, we talked a lot about achieving your, your new year's resolutions, but what's the one piece of advice that you would give to the other person in both, both sense right now? I want to achieve my, achieve my goal. I know we talked about a lot of it already, but what's one thing that you would say to that person if they're sitting across from you and going, Pat, Jake, I want to start getting better in my fitness. I want to start uh, achieving my new year's resolution. What advice, what's one piece of advice that you give? Start start don't stop waiting for the perfect the, whatever you're waiting for and just start you know yep. wh wh whatever that is whether you, whether you start with the food whether you start moving just start w one of the best things i ever did is to write down my goals and, and or write a to-do list every day and and just so if, if your goal is to eat healthy you know write a few you know i'm gonna have this healthy thing for lunch or i'm gonna make myself a dinner and you know be able to scratch that thing off the list and the next day Put it on your to-do list, okay? Make a healthy breakfast and start small and just get started. Yeah, I think that's huge. Don't quit. Bingo. So start obviously because you gotta you gotta start something before you can quit it, right? Yeah. But my, my thing is don't don't quit. So you're gonna get derailed. You're gonna have that day where you eat that pizza or you eat whatever it is that is your vice, right? That's okay. 
That doesn't mean you have to completely derail. It just means you had a That's bad a day. Point. You That's had a bad really day. Point. Tomorrow's another day. Keep going. Okay. I had a bad day today. Cool. Well, tomorrow I'm going to go work out anyway. You know what I mean? Like, don't sit there and go, okay, I had a bad day. And then every, it just, it snowballs for a lot of people. And I think they go, yeah. oh, I can't do this. It's too hard. No, just, okay, you had a bad day. Move on. Yeah. Go we're to all, the next we're one. all entitled to those bad days. Right. That's get, so huge. Get I can, back on the horse and go. I can attest to that. Like, if I'm, training for something or if i'm doing something if i have one bad day i go ah oh, fuck it. it's all it derails. it's, it's yeah, so balls and i hate yeah. it you, you can't let that happen all right then last question is more of a personal question and we'll start start with you how do you build your self-worth like what makes you feel good about yourself uh, accomplishing goals staying on track yeah you know, you know making sure i'm a man of my word you know i have a lot of people that depend on me making sure that i i, I live up to that yeah yeah i think I think that's something that's kind of lost for some reason this day is like people being a man of their word. I think people, this like jawbone is not connected to anything, especially people's backbone. Right. And no, I think absolutely. people talk and uh -huh. talk and talk and talk. And no, I think the few people like yourself and some others that do what they say. And when you look them in the eye, you kind of feel like, Hey, you're, you're for real. I think that's really, really huge. I think it's lost on. Mean what today. you say and say what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. You know, do I, what you I say have, and say what you do. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I have these, you know, two young boys, you know, thirteen and sixteen, and yeah. that's something that I try to instill in them all the time. Yeah, you, know, you have to be a man of your word. Yep. How do you build your self worth? Oh, that's a loaded question. It's it, it is it is that it's say what you do and do what you say. Um. You know, my my worth or my stock is on my ability and my I, and my integrity is is to that's huge. Integrity. Yeah, it, mm. it, it, it's I'm gonna I'm not gonna make you do anything I'm not willing to do myself, and that that's how you got to lead. You kind of see these these pictures uh, sometimes of like somebody like a slave driver, and then you have a guy that's leading. You know, you you got to be in there and you got to do it, and you got to be with your guys, and you just gotta be willing to do whatever they're willing to do. You know what I mean? That that's mm -hmm. all it is there is to it. And, you know, uh, my self-worth is built upon, uh, this sounds bad, you know, cause I don't, don't want to say that it's, it's built upon other people. What do, what do other people say or think of me? Like last time mm -hmm. we, when we had the podcast, you're like, Oh man, ever, everybody always says, Oh Pat, he's such a cool guy. Like yep. such a nice guy. That to me is what builds my self-worth is the impact positive, hopefully that I have on other people. Yeah. And I can tell you, in all honesty, once again, I'm not trying to throw sunshine up here, you know what, but I can tell you so many times I walked into your gym already overcoming the fact that I didn't want to go. And that, that in and of itself is like already making me feel bad. Like I feel like I should want to go. And then I walk in and your, your heart and your warmth, which is counterintuitive to a fighter. Or at least the persona really of a fighter. I'm an asshole, personally. I don't. I don't. I don't. I think you're welcoming, and I think your attitude and energy uplifts people. And I know know it's done for me, and so I I appreciate it. I know it affects the rest of that rest rest of that gym. And you yeah, got uh, that's what you, you definitely so. have your opinions, Pat. But you're you're very passionate. Yeah, you're very passionate. It's good. Well, that's that, but that's what builds my self worth is the fact that if somebody is willing to say, hey, you know what, that that there's Pat, there's a great guy. Like I'd rather have that. That to me means more than 
you know, this, that, or the other thing. It means more yeah. than in any material possessions. Yeah. You know, sure. when I first got into the training world, it was because I needed to be in shape and make a paycheck. <laughs> right. But I quickly found out that the effect that you get to have in people's lives and that systemic effect in, to their spouse and their kids and their grandparents and everybody is worth so much more than, than you could ever get paid. For sure. It's really my favorite part of the job. It has to be, too, because yeah. you don't <laughs> make a whole lot of money doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's good it, it's enough though. It yeah works. it's rewarding i love it i wouldn't i wouldn't trade for the world yeah well both of you guys have really really big hearts um a ton of knowledge um i will see both of you soon um inside the gym and Bye. we'll be uh doing some grip strength we'll be uh i'm telling you the rice thing i'm man. gonna be I, doing go the rice try it i am i am and actually then let me know let, let me know what, what i'm you, going to does it matter doing? if it's white or brown rice i'm kidding it, <laughs> if you want to get racist about it well let's let's not end it on that way um no in all honesty i'm super happy and thankful that my life has crossed your, both your guys' lives i think you guys got an amazing gym Thanks, thank you brother. for coming on i know you guys are busy i know it wasn't um easy to, to get here so i really do appreciate the time very very much and uh we'll end it that way all right yeah, thanks buddy. All be, right. be kind to yourself see ya